This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. What up, everybody? From Russia with love, we are back here with Radio Techers. It's going to be a fun time. Mags? Fucking Russia with love. Jesus Christ. Hit the intro. Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to Radio Techers. And welcome to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am Tanner, a.k.a. The Texas Gentleman. And right along with me here, my good friend and co-host, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, Mag. A a Russian brad. A a sold Russian brad, (laughs) Mags. And if you would like to win me uh, as a Russian brad, tune into Five Nerds Go this week. uh, Because apparently I'm the prize. (laughs) Wow. That's a that's a big prize. That's that's a good prize to have if you tune into to, to a, a podcast. You could win big, uh, certainly good, not so much. Hey, you know what? We have a good time here on this show. I'm sure you could work another show with whoever wins you as a prize. I don't know. This we're going down a very weird path, and I I, I don't know where exactly this is leading to. Um, but anywho, we thank you and we welcome you for joining us here. Uh, we're about to watch. Manchester United take on Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. Max, this is a very interesting fixture. Last time around, it was not so interesting, but the stakes are much, much higher this time around. Um, yep. zero, 0 draw when Frank Lampard was in charge. Now we've got Thomas tu- uh, Tuchel. Tuchel? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Tickle. Either way. Tuchel? Yeah? Tickle. That's wrong. Tickle. Okay. Yeah. Thomas Tickle. We'll call him Thomas Tickle now for the uh, the, the remainder of the show. <laughs> so Thomas Tickle uh, is now in charge of Chelsea. Uh, this is their biggest, um, the, the, I guess, their biggest opportunity thus far here in the Premier League. It's certainly the biggest test we've uh, under Tuchel. Tickle. Tuchel Tickle. Mm-hmm. That's very strange. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mags. I guess for Chelsea, this means a, a potential top four victory uh, uh, mm-hmm. or a victory that would get them into top four. 
yep. for Manchester United, it's all about keeping the race open with Manchester City. So neither team really can lose this game. A six-pointer. A genuine six-pointer at this stage of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for you, Mags, uh, we'll, we'll get to predictions here in a minute, but what are some keys to victory here? For Chelsea today, because I know you've got uh, you, you've got some ties to Chelsea. I know you've got family members who support Chelsea. I'm sure that, uh, that they are very much looking forward to a victory here today. What does Chelsea have to do to pick up that win? It's it's a case of stopping the Man United goals. I mean, it, it's as simple and, and clear as that. Um, Chelsea have to be um, on fire to to get an early goal uh, and then. If, do the, the typical Chelsea game where you frustrate the Man United forwards and 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 hopefully come away with a, with a victory. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's very much possible uh, by the way that Chelsea is set up that they're aiming to frustrate Manchester United. I'll go ahead and pull this up here uh, just so that everybody can see it real quick. Da, 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 da. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. We'll go ahead and share... Uh, this tab? I think it's this tab. Yep, here we go. So we've got Manchester uh, United and Chelsea set up here. Uh, we've got a back three of Azpilicueta, uh, Christensen, and Rudiger. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Hudson Odoi, who's made his way back in the lineup, as well as Ben Chilwell. Uh, we've got N'Golo Kante and uh, uh, Kovacic in the midfield. Zayek, Mount, and uh, Olivier Giroud, who scored an amazing goal against Atletico. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they provide the front three support. As far as Mags pointed out, stopping the goals from, uh, as far as Manchester United is concerned, we've got Marcus Rashford up front, uh, flanked by James and Greenwood, uh, and then uh, Bruno Fernandez in the number ten spot. Fred and McTominay at the base of the midfield. We've got Luke Shaw uh, and uh, Wanda Saka at the fullback positions. Harry Maguire and uh, Victor Lindelof, who uh, provided a great Triple H impersonation earlier in the week, uh, and uh, David De Gea. Uh, back there in goal. So Mags, yep. uh, very interesting stuff. Yeah, um, two two very kind of diametrically opposed uh, lineups. Chelsea, incredibly defensive with that lineup. Uh, really mm-hmm. looking to probably pack out uh, the 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 last third of the pitch. And United have gone uh, with a very attacking lineup with a, a lot of pace in in that front line. And obviously mm-hmm. that uh, linchpin of, of of Fernandez, who's absolutely been a star this season. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how this game flows because if, if Man United are, are able to take uh, quick control of, of, of the game, it could be a long, hard day at the office for, for Chelsea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, w- would that be, uh, forgive me, would that be Manchester United's key to winning this game is just their offensive firepower and finding their ways via Bruno Fernandes and just their speed in general to, to, to take on this game? Um, not only not only those and and those are all incredibly key to the game i think it's it's controlling the the ball and controlling the possession uh in in that uh, chelsea midfield you've got the likes of kante and uh, uh kovacic who who are really good at, at, at dictating uh how a how a game flows so if you can stifle uh their uh possession with the ball as as well as create chances of your own um united could easily take this game to chelsea and and, and really cause some damage 
Absolutely. I, I, I'm in complete agreement with you there. Uh, we've got some people joining us in the chat. Uh, Connor McCabe says, hello, Tanner hello. and Mags. Hello, sir. Hello, Great Connor. victory today. Thank you for yes. spanking uh, Lester over the pitch. Oh, and Max, is, oh, he's got his coffee. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. I'm just a little bit of spillage. It's because I'm excited okay. about Lester getting a spanking off a uh, Arsenal. I am too. Thank you, Connor. And thank you, Arsenal, for uh, completely dismantling this Leicester side who I've completely turned heel on recently. Um, uh, uh, Cameron uh, Manning is also in the chat. Uh, oh, that bad timing. We've just slated Chelsea's uh, chances to win this game. Uh, Cam says, howdy. And he also says, go Blues. Um Full transparency, I'm right there with you, Cam. I, I don't do this often. Um, I, I hope that Chelsea puts on a good display. But I hope they lose today. Because if they lose, the door is still wide open for, for Liverpool. On a personal mm-hmm. note. On a personal note. No well, offense. You know, the the, the simple facts are, if Chelsea lose, that, that means that, uh, that Liverpool have a game in hand on them and three points behind. So they'll be essentially a level, level on points with them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what uh, that's what I'm hoping for. But but you know what? As as I'm a very much a polite and cordial man, best of luck, Cam. I hope that uh, Chelsea puts on a good display at the very least. Um, we've also got uh, lots of other news to talk about here, including uh, hot takes, listener hot takes. So we've got uh, <laughs> there were a lot of them. There were a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there was a. There's literally a whole thread about jams and spreads and jellies. Um, I, I won't be able to get into all of that, but I thank JPQ uh, out there for um, <laughs> for pro- providing this hot take. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff that we we can cover here as well. So we'll get into those here um, as we kick off the show. Um, we've also got a little bit of an interesting. Uh, rivalry here, a little bit of a war of words in the media uh, between uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. and uh, one of uh, the NBA's uh, biggest stars of all time, LeBron James, have, having a little bit of a war of words in the media, um, and we're gonna we're gonna get some some thoughts on that here momentarily. Uh, but Mags, as we come closer to kickoff, let's go ahead and do predictions predictions for today's match uh how do you see this game going um it all depends for me on the first 15 to 20 minutes and who takes control of the game from there um if we see uh a lot of uh pressing from chelsea uh, it could very well be uh, a blue day if uh, united are able to take the game by the scruff of the neck it could be a, a long long hard day for for tickle and his team um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna swear with a man united victory um just because i think they've uh they, they've been playing really good football recently. They, they are probably more desperate for the points uh, to keep up, uh, at least in touching distance with uh, Manchester City. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 to Manchester United. Wow. Um this is, this is it's very rare that this happens, but this is a, uh, this is a, a, a very rare uh, time where you and I 
actually agree on the prediction. Uh, I'm also going 2-1 Manchester United. Um, unfortunately, I think that one of those goals is going to be a penalty to Manchester United. I, I feel like shock on the cards. Um, and I think that's going to be the difference maker here, uh, for better or worse. So I'm going 2-1 Manchester United. Uh, Thomas Tuchel's perfect start uh, at Chelsea comes to an end today. Um, if you'd like to bet... Uh, we do have a betting sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. There, right, right there, over right there, above me. <laughs> over. I'll never get used to that. No, it, it's so <laughs> difficult. I, I, for those watching at home, I, I cannot tell you how difficult that motion there is. Like just for me to go like this, it takes so much coordination. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. Um, but yes, Thrive Fantasy. Uh, they do betting for English Premier League. Let them know that uh, Radio Techers and Shooting the Sports Ish sent you. And uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, right? Um, mm-hmm. We always ask that you do gamble responsibly. Correct. Um, when the fun stops, stop. Exactly. That's that's one hundred percent. As as we say this here, uh, we also ask that if you if you haven't done so already, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe this video right here. Subscribe today here on Shooting the Sports Series. That way, so we can get more Radio Techers content. Uh, as we go, uh, looks like we're uh, we're seeing the players about to take the pitch uh, and get ready to kick off this game. So I'm very very excited. I don't know what's going to happen here. I, you, I I I I'll be honest. I can't stand either team. I, I, I can't stand. Them. I just want to see them batter each other. Like that's really all I want. And for me, I just want to watch this to to come down from the horrific performance that I, I watched just prior to recording with our Burnley and Tottenham. And, and we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about uh, that as well as the other games as well. Um, lots of fun stuff here this week, and of course, like I said earlier, hot takes. We're gonna get into those hot takes. Lots of pro wrestling hot takes. So it looks like mm-hmm. our, our worlds are kind of colliding here, Mags. Correct. Uh, I, as they should. More footballers should pro-wrestle moves to their opponents. I would love to see Aaron Wambasaka give uh, Mateo Kovacic a rock bottom. That would be interesting. <laughs> that, would, that would be very interesting. Uh, I mean, we saw uh, Victor Lindelof uh, give like a, a very Triple H-esque running high knee to the face uh, of uh, another player earlier midweek. That looked absolutely brutal. I don't know how he stayed on the pitch after that. I don't. I mean, that's that would be a red card was, every day in my book. It, it was so bad. So, so bad. Uh, here we see the the managers greeting each other. Uh, Thomas Tuchel clearly is cold because he is covered up all the way, literally to his chin. Uh, <laughs> so he must be freezing cold out there. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to look over a couple of other things here. Yeah, we've got a lot of wrestling hot takes. We've got the jam. We've got some jam hot takes. We've got some hot takes about pizza. Last week's hot take about uh, pineapple pizza seemed to have been a, a rousing success. I don't know if we've solved any problems here, Mag, but it's, it, it seems as though we've we, we've at least made our position known. And, and we're even going to delve our vast knowledge of the Bangladeshi Premier League. Yes, it's it's... it's Spoiler alert, it's quite vast. 
<laughs> we've got quite a vast knowledge um goodness okay uh i'm so ready for kickoff mags i i this is a very important game. I can't stress to you guys how important of a game this really is. Um, and, and and they always seem to be, uh, I mean, over recent history, Chelsea and United have, have become one of the, the biggest games in the, in the Premier League calendar mm-hmm. be, just because of the success both, both clubs have had, um, which mm-hmm. has kind of like died down over the last couple of years. But um, you're still looking at two teams with absolute world-class players in it. So it should be mm-hmm. uh, a very cool game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, looks like uh, the players are uh, have taken the pitch. Uh, they are about to kneel prior to kickoff. It seems uh, so. We are uh, we're about to go. Um, we've got a close up shot here of Mason Greenwood. You can always catch uh, Premier League coverage, by the way, uh, either uh, live with us on NBC Sports uh, or uh, if you subscribe to Peacock. Uh, here stateside, you can get the games there as well. Of course, in England, I'm sure that you guys have a whole nother uh, way of doing things here, but if you are living stateside, this is how this is how I watch the game. Megs, how do you typically watch the game? We Well, this game is on Sky Sports, uh, but, but other games could potentially be on BT Sports. Even B, the BBC had a game today. Uh, not a very good one. They had, uh, unfortunately, they had Palace and Fulham, which uh, I would have rather... Uh, pluck my own teeth out and watch that game oh man uh looks like we are set for kickoff i believe it looks like it might be marcus rashford right there on the on the touchline i could be i could be mistaken though nope that's that's bruno fernandez that's Bruno Fernandez. That's hmm, zoomed yeah, similar out looking. Similar yeah, looking. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. A very zoomed out shot. And we have kickoff here. Uh, interestingly enough, Manchester United uh, hoofed the ball all the way up the field <laughs> to kick off the game. <laughs> uh, but uh, Chelsea have now taken control of the ball. Um, we've got a pass out to Ben Chilwell. Passes it back to Rudiger to Christensen Azbilaqueta Hudson-Odoi and it is passed out of bounds <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh, again last time out was a 0-0 draw Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer seemed more than pleased to uh, set up the game for not a victory or nor a loss neither did Frank Lampard <laughs> both teams seemed very much content uh, with the idea of one point for each of us is better than no points for yeah. one of us I, I, I don't get that approach but I, 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 I think the situation in the league kind of like dictates uh, how you're going to how you're going to perform in, in this situation now both teams really need three points um, mm-hmm. so it it, it it makes sense that we will get a totally different style of game than, than we did uh, last time out. Absolutely. Well, and if you're in the in the chat with us, please give us your thoughts here on the game as it progresses or any other uh, questions or anything else that you might want addressed right here on the show. We appreciate you guys for joining us, as always. Uh, Mags, let's talk a little bit about some going on, goings-on uh, matches-wise here as things get underway. It looks like the Manchester United is trying to build for a chance, but it's been... Uh, uh, cut off by Chelsea. Uh, and Chelsea actually now have a chance as they sprint down the touchline. It looks like Mason Mount, he's going to try and cross it in. And uh, it was just a little bit short for Giroud. 
But the the play for to to get the ball to Mount was really uh, well done. Lovely one touch football by Chelsea. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually really quite interesting that we don't have either Kai Havertz or Timo Werner in the in the uh, team uh, starting eleven this week. Uh, they're both on the bench. I, uh, again, I would have expected to see maybe a little bit more of them, but maybe we'll mm-hmm. see them uh, after uh, the second half starts. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Looks like there's a corner here for Chelsea. Now, Manchester United do have to be very much aware of Olivier Giroud, who is a uh, master at corners here. Looks like it's a pass oh, out. Uh, very poor. Very poorly taken. Yeah. So basically, it looked like Mason Mount passed out to Hudson Odoi. And Hudson Odoi tried to do a pass back, but Mason Mount and him were not on the same same wavelength. That, that's not good. That's not a good start for Hudson Odoi. He's, he's, he's giveaway possession in terms of uh, kicking the ball out twice. Now, this is yeah. the same guy who was subbed off after being subbed on at halftime a couple mm-hmm. of games ago. He um, is. Are we going to get the same? Is he going to get half an hour of a game and then sub back off? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, Mags, uh, some results have certainly fallen uh, <laughs> this weekend that would be somewhat favorable for, for Liverpool if you're a Liverpool fan like me. Um, uh, but it's a matter of them capitalizing later today after this match. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, uh, we've got Chelsea who beat West Ham 2-1 to one, uh, with uh, goals by Ruben Diaz and uh, John Stones. Interestingly enough, the center backs scoring in this game. Uh, Mikel Antonio uh, scored the lone goal for West Ham. There were some big signings for Chelsea, uh, getting both the Man City defenders to, to sign for the West London club is a big... I assume you mean Man City, not Chelsea. Manchester City, my, my mistake. <laughs> Manchester City. No. I thought uh, I said Man City. Oh. They both have a lot of money, Mags. They really- certainly do. Um, <laughs> and and yet, again, this this was not exactly um, a classy performance by City. And, and it, we've, we've even now got a pep admitting that, that they're not playing attractive football, uh, but they're doing enough to, to win. And the the two arguably best centre-backs in, in English football today, uh, both teaming up and, and, and getting the goals, uh, it, it was a, a, another just clinical display by, uh, by Manchester City. Uh, West Ham certainly had chances, and coming up towards the end, uh, they were very, very close to getting the equaliser. Uh, but City march on. I think this is 20 games now in a row that they've, uh, that they've won. Yeah, scary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely scary. They are a very, very good team. A very good team. Um, it's interesting that the center back scored. Um, I've seen a lot of people on football Twitter saying Ruben Diaz is the new Virgil Van Dyke. Mags, Ruben Diaz is very, very good. Is he the new Virgil Van Dyke? It, it would need to maybe grow like five inches. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's a particularly the same kind of player as as. Uh, as Virgil van Dijk. Um, right. if, if Virgil van Dijk uh, on on his standard kind of form, he would have about four or five goals by now. Uh, I think this mm-hmm. is Diaz's first goal. Um, he's a classic defender, absolutely uh, quality defender, but no, they, they don't play the same kind of, of game. Uh, Diaz doesn't seem to me like the kind of per- player that 
that can pass a, game, a ball out of, out of danger. Uh, whereas I, I think Virgil van Dijk is very much in that kind of real Ferdinand mold, where he mm. was he was so good at, at pinpoint dead balls. Uh, he was so good at, fr- at free kicks. Um, yeah, it, it's comparing apples and oranges, I think. So. Antonio Rudiger, back to the Chelsea Manchester United game. He's he literally sprinted all the almost the full distance of the pitch, uncontested by Manchester United, and sent a ball in for a cross. That's that's got to be concerning uh, for the wide areas uh, there for Manchester United. Um, uh, controversy at West Brom and Brighton. Mags Lee Mason. What a douche. Well, wow! I mean, all right. <laughs> um, I, I, um, after all the stuff that happened with uh, Matt Dean, uh, I certainly do not condone uh, the 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 threats to the referees. Um, if you are that kind of person, it, you are absolutely abhorrent. But on the flip yeah. side, I think referees need to have some accountability uh, because Lee Mason has made catalogues of error after error after error that is costing teams uh, points. And, and teams like West Brom and teams like uh, 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 Brighton, a point couldn't be the difference between staying in the Premier League and, and mm-hmm. being relegated. Um, yeah, is 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 the way he made the decision with the free kick was absolutely Awful. Uh, blew his whistle. Uh, Dunk uh, took that as to say the 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 ball was in play and he, was, he could take his free kick, which he was absolutely for me in his right to do. That's the whole point. Uh, you play to the referee's whistle. Um, and the way he couldn't make a decision about whether the goal was to stand or was not to stand, um, the way he flip-flopped, I don't think he's got the the mental uh, fortitude to be a Premier League referee. And there's a there's a reason why he got relegated down for a couple of weeks. I don't think he should have been brought back up. It was a, a terrible, terrible decision that essentially robbed Brighton of a point. Um, Mm-hmm. Could Brighton have uh, done done themselves favours by scoring one of the two penalties? Absolutely, but taking that that one uh, incident with the, the the free kick into into itself, it was a terrible terrible uh, performance by Lee Mason, and, and there definitely needs to be some sort of accountability. So, so just for for context, uh, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong. So, the free kick was taken for Brighton. Okay. Uh, they converted it. Lee Mason then said no goal. And then he changed his mind and they allowed the goal. And then when the West Brom players confronted him, he went ahead and went to VAR for it mm-hmm. and then voided the goal again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, um, I mean, I mean, the- they did not allow Brighton to retake the free kick, which was no. from my understanding, they were well within the right to still take the free kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it was just a, a comedy of, of of errors. When you when a referee blows his whistle, that means play stops or starts. The player had stopped, so when he blew his whistle, the play had started. Um, he then claims that he blew again uh, to uh, to signify that the goalkeeper wasn't wasn't ready. But he didn't blow again. On the replays, uh, you can see, you can hear that he only blows the whistle once. Uh, it's only mm-hmm. after the goal's gone in that he, he blows again. It's yeah, it was just uh, ridiculous. And the the way he was able to be convinced to change his mind not only once but twice by by uh, the players uh, and then go to VAR and not 
even give Brighton the, the free kick that they quite rightly deserved. Yeah, it was it was very, very poor decision making by Lee Mason. And I think he should be quickly relegated back down. Well, and, and, and here's the other thing. Well, I know that uh, he was supposed to be set for the Liverpool-Sheffield United game, and then they, they dropped him. Mm-hmm. They, they, they took him out um, of that game. So, who knows? Um, I mean, the, the, for, for even more context, this is the guy who was in the, the VAR position for the sendings-offs of uh, Bednarek at Southampton and Thomas Suchek at, at, at West Ham. Both which got uh, uh, rescinded on appeal, and both which um, a man with one eye could see were not were not uh, sending off, and he had ample time and ample kind of replays to to clear that, and he and he didn't. Uh, I think he's a, a very very poor uh, referee, and it's it's a shame when managers are. Uh, commenting and, and saying that they they don't agree with the decision and they're picking up fans. I think the the, the Wolves manager got a twenty five thousand pound fine for saying that he felt that uh, that Lee Mason had a had a bad decision making game. Um, mm. It's it's almost as if there is no accountability from referees and it just when you're talking about a multi-million dollar uh, business where one point can see you go down a league and cut off your your income by 50, 60, 70%. Uh, mm-hmm. There has to be some sort of accountability. There has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll move on. Leeds uh, <laughs> fell to Aston Villa, uh, zero to one. Um, so good on Aston Villa. Uh, historically, there's a little bit of a rivalry there between the two. Um, but uh, a great goal by El Gaza. Uh, the the ball. I think it was Ollie Watkins that crossed the ball in, but El Gaza's first first touch was so so good. The way he brought it down to to open up for some space and. Leeds had plenty of chances as well to to uh, to go ahead and, and equalise and even win the game, but yeah, uh, Villa held off and picked up a, a well-deserved three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newcastle United won, Wolves won. Um, again, uh, not maybe not like the most uh, attractive fixture. Very very much a defensive battle here uh, with a, a Wolves goal in the 73rd minute by Ruben Neves. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess equalizing uh, Jamal Lassell's goal at the 52nd minute. Um, yeah, two really good headers. Two really, yeah. really good headers. Um, I feel so sorry for for Newcastle because they did so much right in this game, and they've done so much right over the last few games. It just the look of the draw is not their way. I mean, to just like uh, rubber stamp that uh, Almerian uh, went one on one with the goalkeeper, really good chance, and the ball hit the post and it bounced out. And any other day that would have bounced in. It was just mm-hmm. so disappointing for for Newcastle. We've got a free kick here at Stamford Bridge. Wow. Looks like Marcus Rashford's about to take it. I have a Rashford or Fernandez. It's Rashford. Oh, yeah, like punched Rashford out by Mendy. Yeah, pun- punched out right, right out by Mendy. It looked like it was it. It never really contested, uh, or 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 rather, uh, made Mendy work for it. Um, no. But it was a, a well placed kick nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea looks to be on the counter here. Uh, Mason Mount has the ball, passes it out. It looks like that is uh, Kovacic. Uh, Rudiger now has the ball, passes it back out to Kovacic. Conte. 
Chelsea have started this game really bright, and uh, I think mm-hmm. this was one of my uh, keys to to them victory was, was to be able to control the game and, and frustrate Man United. And they're playing really, really well. They are very short passes. Oh. Great chance by uh, Zieka. That guy has got mm-hmm. a beautiful half a goal. Yes, I would say out out of the the, the signings that they've made this past summer, I, I mean, I really actually like Zieka the most um, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the the offensive players are concerned. Possible handball looks like there from uh, Mason Greenwood. Um, I don't know. Chelsea looked to have appealed for it, but it doesn't look like like a. The referee wanted to call, even though he was looking right at it. <laughs> he's he's gone to VAR about it, though. Yeah. I mean, we it, shall see. It, it, I, I mean that that free trip actually looks like both of them went to get the ball uh, via mm. handball. Yeah, uh, it's got to be. Surely you can see Greenwood stretches his arm out on purpose. Right, but you also see Hudson Adoy tap the ball as well with his hand. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's his right hand. Oh goodness! This is this is going to be a tight call here. I cannot imagine Thomas Tickle being that pleased with uh, Hudson Odoi after this one. No, he's <laughs> after taking him off. Uh, I don't think he's given the penalty. Uh, no, no penalty. Not... Yep. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. No handball. Uh, that is uh, that's quite a call there. Uh, this this could be this could be a difference maker here as well. Um, so we'll we shall see. We shall see. Uh, McGuire is not happy. No, he's not happy quite, at all. Quite rightly upset. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've never seen uh, him in a, a joyous disposition, though, either. So I don't, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to the results from uh, from this weekend: Crystal Palace nil, Fulham nil. Oh wow! I mean, this was a uh, was actually broadcast live on the BBC at the same time as uh, at the same time as Tottenham Burnley. Uh, I made the right choice, even though Burnley did get absolutely stuffed. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch this because it was a, a, apparently boring and, and fair play to the guys on uh, the Sky Sports um, uh, YouTube channel. They got two minutes of, of highlights out of a game that had zero. So uh, props to them. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so far, my favorite game of the weekend. Uh, Leicester won, Arsenal three. <laughs> Uh, Leicester scored in the sixth minute by Yuri Tielemans, who is linked mm-hmm. to, to a move to Liverpool in the summertime. Um, he would be a great signing, really would. He, absolutely, I'd be very pleased with that. I think he would be a great replacement for Genie Van Alden if uh, Van Alden chooses to leave. Um, Arsenal, though, uh, went on a rampage. Uh, scoring in the 39th minute and then a, uh, a penalty right at the end of the first half. Uh, Alexandra Lacazette um, uh, converting that. And then Nicolas Pepe in the 52nd minute uh, scoring as well. So Arsenal ran riot over mm-hmm. Leicester, who didn't seem to be in the game after the, the opening 10 minutes. No, and and, and, and to add in, insult to actual injury, uh Harvey Barnes went off uh, on a stretcher with his uh, leg in a brace, which uh, is a big, big uh, loss. And then also, um, 
uh, Johnny Evans went off as well, and he's been uh, a linchpin in that uh, that uh, Leicester defence. So, not a good day at the office for Leicester, um, and a very very good day if you are perhaps a Liverpool fan. Maybe, just maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, this. I guess plays out through the rest of the weekend. Um, and then, of course, um, the game prior to this, uh, Tottenham 4, Burnley 0. Uh, two goals from Gareth Bale, one in the second minute, one in the 55th minute. So Gareth Bale seemingly is back and better yes. than ever. Um, <laughs> uh, Harry Kane also scored in the 15th minute, and Lucas Mora uh, in the 31st minute sealed the deal here today. Um Burnley didn't look that bad. It's just that Spurs converted a lot of their chances here. Yeah, they, uh, we were totally outclassed by a, a team that that came and just destroyed uh, Burnley. Um, we had no uh, kind of like uh, counter-attacking uh, quality and. Everything that Tottenham did uh, led to a goal. It was a really classy display. Uh, fair play to, to Bale. Um, I mean, you are beating Burnley. It's not exactly like you're, you're facing top draw uh, 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 talent in, 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 the, in the league, but it's a great way to kind of like signify where was this Bale six months ago? Where has this Bale been for the rest of the season? Uh, and also, it, will it give him that kind of boost to, to go on and maybe... Um, get some some goals against some maybe some higher class uh, opponents, but Tottenham absolutely fully deserved this. I feel sorry a little bit for Port because I felt he had a, a really good performance. It's just um, he, if he weren't there, it would have been six, seven, eight nil. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. fair play to Tottenham. They they got the victory that they deserved, and and Burnley absolutely got put to the sword. Well, like I said, I, I don't think that y'all played particularly bad. I think that Tottenham just played like exceptionally well compared to what they had maybe in, in prior results. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we did. Burnley did have. I, I think uh, he'll make a name for himself. I mean, Burnley did have ten shots and they did have three on target, which is uh, more than we we tend to get in games. So we we have uh, had some kind of uh, positives out of it. It's just that everything that Tottenham created. Uh, seem to lead to a goal. Uh, let me see. Connor put in the chat, uh, Arsenal surprised me in the game versus Leeds. Other than that, we're just bad. I don't think Arsenal's, like, bad. I mean, they 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 certainly, um, I guess historically speaking, uh, Arsenal would be in higher positions this time of, of, of the year than what they are currently. Um, but... I think that they're still very much trying to figure. Oh, a near chance by Hudson Adoy, um, but uh, I, I think Arsenal are just trying to figure out really still who they are. I think Mikel Arteta mm-hmm. is doing positive things there, but it, it, it's a rebuilding time. Yeah, yeah, it's a rebuilding uh, process for Arsenal. They they on the back of a, a very aging squad, a squad with no kind of direction and no kind of span, and and you can't. It's not a quick fix or something like that. Um, and it, it started well, uh, poorly for for Arsenal this season, but they have uh, been able to string string together some some good results recently, and um, hopefully. Uh, 
it, it's it's gonna gonna push on for for Arteta, but I think uh, it's very much a work in progress. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's still quite a lot of work to do there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's let's shift gears here, um, as it looks like uh, uh, Chelsea are putting uh, Manchester United really under pressure, and a former Manchester United player who is really under pressure here this week uh, is none other than uh, uh, the infamous Zlatan Ibrahimovic himself, mm-hmm. uh, who had uh, quite a bit to say about uh, about. <laughs> LeBron James, in particular, uh, of, of all topics, um, essentially Zlatan was doing a um, uh, an interview with Discovery Plus um, for for television, and uh, I'll just go ahead and pull this up here. Uh, LeBron, uh, he, he he goes on to talk about LeBron James. He says, uh, "quote LeBron is uh, phenomenal at what he's doing, but I don't like when people have uh, some kind of status. Uh, they go uh, and do politics at the same time." Uh, he says uh, later on, "Do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I'm the best at playing football. I don't do politics. If I would be if I would be a political politician, I would do politics." Um, that is the first big mistake people do when they become famous and they become uh, in a certain status. Stay out of it. Just do what you do best because it doesn't look good. Um, so obviously this ruffled some feathers, Mags. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and pull up LeBron James's response here. Uh, LeBron James, uh, basically, uh, he says, I, I preach about my, pre- my, my people and I preach about equality, social injustice, racism, systematic voter oppression, things that go on in our community. Because I was a part of my community at one point and saw the things that was going on and I know what's going on still because I have a group of 300 plus kids at my school that are going through the same thing. They need a voice and, and I'm their voice. Um, and I use my platform to continue to shed light on everything that may be going on, not only in my community, but around th- uh, this country and around the world. So there's no way I would ever just stick to sports because I understand how this platform and how, uh, this, and how powerful my, my voice is. Uh, he also <laughs> did a little bit of research on Zlatan. Uh, he says uh, he was the same guy who said when uh, he was back in Sweden because his last name wasn't a certain name that he felt that there was some racism going on when he was out there on the pitch. I speak from a very educated mind, uh, so I'm the, I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at because I do my homework. Uh, Mags, <laughs> uh, lots of of stuff to dissect here uh, and this <laughs> war of words here between these two uh, sports uh, icons um, I, I guess <sighs> for, for, for me I guess is, is there any reason why uh, you know a, a person in, in sports or maybe just in in, in the spotlight in general I mean, I, I kind of side with LeBron here. I don't, I don't know about you, but I kind of side with, hey, if, if you have this, as you've, as you've called it before, player power, you know, why not use your voice to try and affect positive change? Yeah, and I think uh, for me, the uh, the the pivotal uh, point is is the last sentence of uh, of what LeBron said. He does his homework. 
Um, I can I do have um, some sympathy with with Zlatan because, uh, especially over here in the UK, we're seeing a lot of uh, celebrities and a lot of uh, famous people kind of commenting on things that they don't really have an understanding of, that they're just repeating from mainstream media, uh, and are getting a lot of backlash because of that. So I do understand the point that he's he's trying to make. Um, mm-hmm. What. Uh, where I think he went wrong is he went after the wrong person because LeBron is somebody who does do his research, somebody who mm-hmm. does kind of uh, speak up for, for for social injustice, for for racism, stuff like that. And he 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 chooses his words very very carefully, and he 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 goes and does the homework, goes and does the research before he'll speak out on on topics. So um, I, I think I agree with LeBron. I think uh, if you have that kind of a uh, that kind of power and you have that uh, that voice uh, to be able to to highlight these injustices and, and things going wrong in the world, you should absolutely use it. But only if you know what you're talking about, because if you're spreading uh, disinformation or if you're uh, you're just uh, rabbiting what is said in uh, the very biased mainstream media, you are harming uh, rather than helping. And I think that's that's the the difference. Uh, LeBron definitely is someone who, who wants to make the world a better place. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I still do kind of agree with with the the philosophy behind what Zlatan said. If, if you aren't an expert in something or you don't have do the research maybe don't use that voice to to kind of like um uh, sound post things that are, are not exactly true so uh for me yeah i agree with lebron but i also see where zlatan was coming from no absolutely and and, and i don't want to get it twisted because um i i i wanted to address this here with you because i know that you you see that that perspective uh, over in in, in in europe and in, and in britain uh just in general uh but i think that uh maybe there was some something lost in translation because uh here stateside back a couple of years ago there's a, a, a fox news presenter her name is uh laura ingram um, and she uh, she was talking about how sports stars, um, LeBron in particular, uh, should, quote, shut up and dribble. And that caused mm-hmm. a lot of controversy. Uh, obviously, you know, the, this is uh, uh, that that's where LeBron really kind of uh, cemented himself as somebody who stands for social issues and really kind of put his, you know, put his his stamp on things as far as him being someone who's not just a sports star, but somebody who actually stands for something greater uh, than just mm-hmm. the sport he, he, he goes into. And th- this Laura Ingram, her, her comments allegedly uh, uh, come across as very divisive and very uh, racially motivated, it seems, mm-hmm. at, at, here in the States. So when, when Zlatan goes and says this here in the media, here when it gets to the States, there's a lot of people who are associating him with far-right ideologies and you know these kind of things. And I don't think that's Zlatan. I think Zlatan's just—he's just kind of talking. He's—he's he's he's talking crap, right? He's—he's—he does what he—he's doing, and and maybe he's making a social commentary about what goes on in Europe. But I think a lot of it gets lost in translation too. I don't think Zlatan's a, a far right ideologue, like how some outlets here in the states are maybe making him out to be. 
No, I, I think uh, but it, it seems to me that both um, Zlatan and, and uh, LeBron are, are kind of on the same page. They, they, they kind of want uh, to highlight uh, uh, some very real problems in the world uh, and use their, their influence and their voices. It's just that um, I feel that Zlatan kind of went for the wrong person. Um, right. He... he LeBron does come across as somebody who is very, um, very uh, well knowledgeable about problems that's going on uh, within his own community and with with society. Um, I think together they 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 could do a lot of a lot of good with using their their influence uh, to to highlight these these issues. Um, it's just a shame that it, it turned into backbiting rather than uh, mm-hmm. rather than them coming together and 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 basically singing from the same hymn sheet. Well, and, and we may be, you and I here at Radio Techers, we may be very small fish in, in, in this large pond here as far as the media is going, but let us be the first here to maybe propose, maybe Zlatan and LeBron should meet and, and discuss this as people, mm-hmm. and maybe, hopefully, the resulting conversation can bring about a larger, more effective change. Um, I actually really enjoy this quote here by Wilfred Zaha, who he, he himself has had uh, major issues with uh, the, the aspect of players kneeling uh, before Premier League matches. He, he quotes here, uh, the whole kneeling down, why must I kneel down for you to show that we matter? He said, uh, why must I even wear the Black Lives Matter on the back of my top to show you that we matter? This is all degrading stuff. Uh, when people constantly want to get me to do uh, Black Lives Matter talks and racial talks and I'm like I'm not doing it just so that you can put Zaha spoke for us like you know tick a box basically I'm not doing any more because unless things change I'm not coming to chat to you just to, for the sake of it like I like all the interviews I've done all these platforms you see what's happening you see what what people making fake accounts to abuse uh, black people constantly but you don't change it so don't tell me to come and chat about stuff that's not going to change just change it all stuff that you are doing all these charades mean nothing Basically, in a nutshell, he's just he 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 wants actual action. Actions speak louder than than words. That's a saying that has been around forever, and I think it's it's very much true in this case here as well, Mags. Um, yeah, so it is is speaking out against slacktivism for me. Uh, slacktivism is one of the 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 bane's of of this whole social media uh, media era, where people can um, retweet. Uh, um, um, a very socially uh, acceptable uh, tweet, uh, and think that that's enough to say that they took part in in mm-hmm. uh, uh, in cementing change. When it, it doesn't work, it, the words mean nothing. It's the actions mm-hmm. that uh, that 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 uh, show that the the world is 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 ready for change. And uh, and he makes a, a massive uh, point in in he can talk to everybody. But if, if it doesn't um, make those people change their attitudes and doesn't make the world change their attitudes, he's wasting his breath. Uh, I totally get uh, his frustration. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. as as a as a middle aged white person, I will never be able to kind of understand the uh, the stuff that uh, that he's gone through as as a as a black person. So, but I can feel that he is getting frustrated because there's a lot of. Um, 
a lot of um, signal posting about Black Lives Matters, but very little action to to uh, to combat it and to and to give our black people the the the, the due and the rights that they they fully deserve. Uh, I can mm-hmm. really feel the guard uh, and and his and his frustrations about this subject. Right. Well, and I and I think that's maybe one of the. Um, what he what he's really pointing out too is also just like the lack of like corporate like backing or corporate transparency or or like you know mm-hmm. on on the Premier League's part of not actually you know uh, you know they, they 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 show that they're wanting to uh, to you know uh, ch- you know uh, things for change they're they're wanting to to display you know the kneeling players and make sure that everybody can see that they're doing the right thing but they're not actually going out and facilitating any real life change mm-hmm. like, like yeah like slack Slacktivism at its very best, doing the right. very bare minimum so you look good without having to actually go out and physically do anything. So I, I guess before we go uh, uh, off of this subject and back to the, the game here, as we're reaching the, about the 35th minute almost, um, I, I, I would say, maybe, not to speak on your behalf, but maybe more athletes like LeBron and Zlatan, Wilfred Zaha, and others need to you know meet discuss these things and find a, an alternative means to actually mm-hmm. um you know bringing change a, to larger effect change yeah. the world correct yeah i mean i, I will it's, it's, it's very apparent that yeah go ahead i was just gonna say I, I will have all the respect in in the world for for people like marcus rashford who used mm-hmm. his uh very significant voice and very uh significant uh power to to cement change in in the uk uh with with the likes of our uh children's meals uh from from poor areas we don't have enough celebrities doing that kind of thing uh, we don't have enough uh, mm. uh people putting pressures on their government um to to enact real change that that benefits these uh these uh, uh communities and these are uh, these are uh, people who are, who, are, who are not getting uh their their fair doing life one hundred percent. I couldn't say it any better uh, myself. Um, so yeah, I I I think that's what uh, I, I think. I think maybe we've we've started to provide some answers. So if you're out there, LeBron, Zlatan, Wilfred, whoever you might be, if you're a professional athlete, you know we always encourage you know uh, meetings of of minds and mm-hmm. really discussing the issues and problems. Uh, and, and, and try and find solutions to these problems within the greater global community. Um, but of course, this is a sporting podcast. We are live streaming Chelsea and Manchester United. Um, so uh, we appreciate you guys for sticking around uh, for this political chat that was, <laughs> I, I thought was a very thought-provoking uh, conversation yep. here. Uh, Absolutely was. Uh, with that being said, Olivier Giroud is on the ground. He does not look like he's in good shape here yeah, it looks like uh, he's being attended to by the physios um so we'll we'll see what happens here um w- with him i'm not seeing any ch- other chelsea players warming up at least not on on my end of the screen um no it's, it's, it looks like he's, he's back up here it looks like he's took a, a little bit of a knock but he's uh willing to to run it off um in the in the in the minutes that we've actually been uh uh talking and, and not really focused on the game i, th- I think callan hudson adoy as uh as as really upped his, his performance he was the one who provided the cross then for uh for Giroud. um 
So maybe he's he's not as bad as he started. He maybe he's, uh, he may get longer than the the first half. <laughs> he's he's getting into the game. He's getting into the he's oh, and Marcus Rashford takes a tumble right over the boards. That looked that looked harsh. Uh, Hudson Odoi was always earmarked by Chelsea as as being one of those like really um, like exceptionally talented players. One you know, one for the future. Uh, as we get another replay of Marcus Rashford crashing through the advertising boards, there they they fought tooth and nail to keep him out of the hands of Bayern Munich um, a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really means something, you know. I mean, Bayern Munich has, mm-hmm. uh, along with many other German teams, have have uh, tried attracting more uh, English and, and and British talent uh, into their ranks here. Um, Dortmund especially successful with that uh, approach. Um, Jaden Sancho, Jude Bellingham, you know, they've got some. They've had some really good English talent coming through their doors. Um, Got another player down. This seems Ziyech, to be a bit it? of a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, looks like Zeek. Oh, um, it looked a little bit of um, six of one and half a dozen of the other. Uh, a little bit of a push, um, but certainly not enough to warrant being mm-hmm. led down. Uh, I don't being stretched off. I think. <laughs> Uh, Mike JC has joined us in the chat. How's it going, Mike? Hope you're doing well. Uh, yep, Sam. Uh, we're. Uh, I'm glad that you joined us because we're about to uh, read out some hot takes here in uh, in just a moment. Once we get Ooh. to uh, to halftime, and Mike has certainly got some hot takes here. Again, we've got a lot of pro wrestling hot takes, so it's a it's a good meeting of minds here between uh, meeting of worlds between what Mags and I would typically do here on this show, uh, Mag. Ags, of course, is famous for uh, Badlands podcast and, and infamous, infamous rather than famous, eccentric cats and discussions. <laughs> uh, we biggest shows headlock talk before uh, discussing chatting pro wrestling, um, and uh, we, we've certainly had some spicy takes there. Uh, so we've got, we're going to read out some hot takes. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, Mags. Um, and I've actually got the, the the tweet pulled up here, just so that way we can see it. For those out there who don't know, what hot takes is is uh, basically we uh, we put out a tweet every Saturday. You know, we ask you that you can provide your hottest take, most unpopular opinion, most burning question, chat with us, whatever's on your mind, and we read it mm-hmm. out here on the show and address it as well. So that's what we're here for. We're gonna read out those hot takes. We're gonna give you our take on your take. I guess that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, Cam in the chat says, I can't wait for hot take halftime. Hot take halftime. I like that. That's hot cool. take halftime. <laughs> uh, and sp- speaking of uh, hot takes, this uh, this game has been really. Um, I'm surprised it's still nil nil. Uh, this has been mm-hmm. a very rough and very physical game here, Mags. Yeah, it certainly uh, turned into a, a battle. And I'm really not quite sure who's winning. <laughs> 
<laughs> the physical battle here on the field. Um, it looks like like uh, every time I look, maybe an another Chelsea player goes down on the ground, but uh, Manchester United has not taken uh, advantage of uh, some of the situations that they've been in. It's very interesting. Looks like we've got a corner kick ball. here from Luke Shaw. Yeah, uh, Chelsea do well to clear that, though. Mm -hmm. Manchester United still maintain possession here. Bruno Fernandes looks for a cross to the edge of the box, again cleared by Chelsea. Looks like Manchester United keep on recycling the ball, trying to find an opening here. Looks like Juan Basaka on the ball now. Mm. And then it goes all the way back to uh, Maguire. Uh, Cam uh, Manning in the chat uh, introduces a very interesting question. Do you think that the rough gives uh, the ref maybe rough ref? I don't, I'm not quite sure. Gives advantages to either team, or is it two uh, nine-year-olds swinging blindly on? Oh, like maybe the rough style of play, perhaps. Does the rough style of play, or is it two <laughs> nine-year-olds swinging blindly at each other? Um. <sighs> For me, I feel that United are the more physically dominating team. Um, mm -hmm. They have more players in that in their squad who, who would enjoy a rough housing rather than the <laughs> Chelsea team. I mean, right. The, the, I the, the, the likes of Lindelof and and, and Maguire, uh, McTominay, all don't mind uh, sticking a boot in and and uh, having a, a hard tackle. Uh, outside of maybe. <sighs> I mean, is there a is there, is there anybody in that in that Chelsea squad that that's uh, a hard tackling kind of no nonsense roughhouse style player? I don't think that there is. Mm -hmm. Maybe Chilwell. Yeah, I, I mean Antonio Rudiger. Maybe uh, I've seen yeah, perhaps, yeah. getting some scraps. Uh, He's about four foot tall, though. Uh, but hey, you know it's not—it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size. Of that's the very. Dog. That is very. And, and, that's uh, very true. <laughs> um, Mason Mount looks too pretty to get into a fight. He—he uh, he looks. He looks too. Uh, too, too glamorous. Uh, too. He too looks like if he got in a fight, he'd, he'd tell his mum, and his mum would come out and <laughs> hit you with a handbag. <laughs> Uh, Olivier Giroud, he, I've seen him get into some scraps. Uh, yeah, but he's too pretty to fart. He's too good looking to be in a fart. <laughs> no, but he, he but he, he'd only be in a fart if they said no hitting in the face. No, <laughs> baguettes banned. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> uh, baguettes banned wow. from stadiums. I I'm not having this. Mild French racism with your football. But it's the quality that we bring. <laughs> I, it, it, I don't feel as though it was that racist. I mean, like a baguette, you know? I like a good baguette. I'm not, I'm not French. Baguettes are important to the society in general. <laughs> I don't know what this show is anymore. Um, throw in for Chelsea. Uh, Olivier Giroud with a, a trying to scorpion kick the ball. <laughs> it seemed. And it looks like he's injured himself again. Dude. 
he can do some amazing stuff when he wants. Uh, you know, but uh, it's. <laughs> it does look like he's limping, though. Mm. Pa- perhaps he won't be coming out for the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mike JC in the chat uh, he brings up some wrestling here. I'm watching New uh, New Japan Castle Attack Night Two now. Uh, boy, is the Empire growing to be a huge disappointment. Um, I, I I I don't know. Um, yeah, it's they? it's yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, but trusting Gado, I suppose he has a he has long term plans. Uh, but yeah, Okan. Um, is struggling against Tanahashi. Uh, Osprey uh, has been struggling to pick up uh, wins, and and Jeff Cobb is an absolute killer. But um, he can't get him, himself in that uh, that never picture. So yeah, it's uh, perhaps it's long term booking, but yeah, it's not a good start for the United uh, whatever it, Empire, whatever it's called, <laughs> United Empire. Yeah. <sighs> goodness <laughs> uh i think the last time I, I i i saw and heard about the ibushi naito match from today i heard that was pretty good um mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm gonna check yeah. that out In, interesting that they kept both titles on on uh ibushi when they had ample opportunity to to split them again but We'll we'll see where it's going. Uh, the, there's a very rousing uh, promo from Akada uh, saying he wants back in that in that heavyweight title picture. Hmm. Another uh, Okada Ibushi matchup that seems to be interesting. It also looks like uh, El Desperado. Uh, it also has a. He wants all of the belts. He wants, he wants all of the belts. Good on him. I love Desperado. Uh, yeah, De- Despy, uh, of course, uh, for pro wrestling fans, uh, El Desperado won the IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship uh, that was recently um, vacated by the um, the entry of uh, Hiromu Tana- uh, Takahashi. Rather, um, so Despy won, and now he's calling out Kota Ibushi, which will be yeah, uh, very. He is also the the joint uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions with uh, with uh, Kanemaru. But he brings out both belts with him every every match. So essentially, if he beats Ibushi for for both titles, he would be Desperado five belts. <laughs> that that would be very very interesting. Very very good claim for him too. Um, <laughs> it is halftime, nil nil at halftime. Manchester United Chelsea. Uh, it's been a really scrappy affair. A very yes. scrappy affair. It, uh, it started off really kind of flowing football, especially from Chelsea. Some really good uh, uh, one-touch passes, but it did quickly descend into uh, a war. Uh, before we go into hot takes, uh, Mags, is there? I guess if you're Chelsea or United, what do you have to do to win this game? Well, United need to get some shots on. on on goal, uh, they've really struggled to, to have uh, uh, quality chances. Uh, with, with Chelsea, it's uh, it's converting the, the chances that they have had. Um, it looks like Giroud may have picked up a knock, so perhaps he, he'll be subbed off. Um, and I, I, I've thought that 
uh, Hudson Adoy may not be long for the game, but he's kind of picked up, uh, picked up, and really kind of got into the game. So, um, yeah, I think um, a couple of substitutions maybe for Chelsea, and uh, they could go on to perhaps win this. Um, but United really do need to to get more clinical in front of goal. Indeed, uh, SJP words. Yep, uh, has joined us in the chat. I believe uh, it is a, a friend of ours. Uh, it's Simon. good old okay. Simon Powell. One, <laughs> one of my many, many podcast wives. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I'm just the mistress, really. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, <laughs> uh, how's it going, Simon? Hope you're doing well out there. Um, we've got some hot takes. So I'm glad that Simon's joined us here. Uh, Mike JC is in the chat. Cameron uh, is still in the chat, I hope. Uh, and uh, Connor as well. So we've got some hot takes here. Again, hot takes is where we get your hottest takes, most unpopular opinions, most burning questions from Twitter, and we talk about them right here on air. We give you guys a shout-out. Uh, so we've got a lot of pro wrestling ones, some football ones, some food ones. I'm very excited about all this, Mags. Are you excited? I am excited, yes. <laughs> Good. Let's dive right in then. Uh, Mike Charlip at MikeJC81. Let's go ahead and start with Mike. Mike has some wrestling uh, takes and questions. Uh, first, Mike says, WrestleMania is two nights. There's two Rumble winners. It only makes sense for each Rumble winner to main event their own night. And if that doesn't happen, it's stupid. I agree. I really do agree. Uh, I, th- I think especially the Sasha Banks and the uh, and, um, um, Bianca Belair match should definitely highlight, uh, be a headliner for one of the nights just because of the cultural significance of that match to uh, proud black women uh, uh, facing off in the in uh, WrestleMania for one of the WWE's uh, uh, top titles. Absolutely, that should be a, a main event. And Edge, obviously, him versus Roman. Roman versus a broom would headline one night of WrestleMania. So it absolutely makes sense that the uh, that the two Rumble winners should be headlining. Perhaps so, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, those would be uh, two very, very good matches. I, I mean, I can't say, like, you know, if... Look, I... I as far as pro wrestling goes, WWE goes, we're clearly going down this road of getting the Miz versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I think that there's no secret to that, right? I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I, I maybe don't Bobby think, Lashley. Yeah, I don't think Miz makes it to WrestleMania. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley is he's tacked on to win that title. Hmm. Interesting. All right, then. Well, I take it back. We, we, we shall <laughs> I mean, that, that's your opinion. I mean, I'm, I am often very, very wrong. Well, it just it just seems like uh, for months we've gotten this Miz and Drew thing continuing to, to rear its ugly head because um, I'm not a fan of the Miz. Uh, so uh, I feel like that would be maybe what they end up doing for Raw. I think that main event sucks, though, compared to what they could do with Drew and Lashley. I think that would be much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, if they do go Drew and Miz, then I would much rather see uh, either Roman and Edge main event that night or Sasha and Bianca main event that night instead. So there you go. 
Um, Mike also asks, uh, when it is possible, do we see Okada versus Omega in AEW? Uh, Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, uh, legendary rivals in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, do they have a match in an AEW ring, Mags? Hmm. Um... If Tabatonga is to be believed, uh, he doesn't think uh, that they will. He, he seems to think that Okada uh, and New Japan will not uh, send their top talent over. Um, and he, he, he seems to think that the only reason that they get involved is because uh, John Moxley is still the, the US champion. Um, and, and it's basically a, a, a partnership of necessity rather than... Uh, uh, a real kind of like relationship. Uh, but I mean, we can dream um, headlining all out or double or nothing. Uh, Okada versus Omega for all of the, all of the championships would be uh, a massive, massive match. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, it would be a very big deal uh, here in the States, um, especially if it's to be believed that if things start opening up back here in the States, AEW wants to go on tours. They want to sell out a huge arena. That would be a heck of a way to do it right there. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see here. Uh, another hot take uh, from uh, Mike. I'm not sure if this is a hot take or not, but it's certainly a good take I, I, that I can't uh, disagree with. It says, WandaVision is the best and everyone should watch it if they haven't. Now, I haven't personally seen WandaVision. Have you ever seen WandaVision? Okay, so no. I haven't seen it yet, but I I hear great things. My wife has watched it. She's she's a really big fan. Uh, Tony, uh, our boss over here on uh, shooting the sports ish, not really our boss. I don't, I don't take orders from him, uh, but he he's <laughs> he's not our mom. He's the he's the big fish. Um, Tony uh, at Tony on sports. Uh, Tony says uh, not a hot take, just a right take. So mm-hmm. I, I think yeah, that I've, I've heard. I've heard nothing but good things about it. People are, are really raving about it. It's just, um, I don't know if it's something that I'd be that bothered about if I didn't get to watch it, but perhaps I will. Um, I may watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I definitely want to watch it. I just finding the time between doing all mm-hmm. this stuff here Yeah. Um, to, to, to get to do that. Um, let me see here. Got a, answer this message real quick. Sorry about that, folks. Um, the joys of live. <laughs> the, the joys of live TV. Um, let's see here. So thank you, Mike, for your hot takes. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, Simon Powell uh, at SJ uh, Words on Twitter. Uh, so Simon, uh, our friend, thank you for joining us, by the way. Uh, hot take unpopular opinion maybe both the u.s 94 world cup was bloody brilliant even though england were not there and possibly england's absence uh in this period uh this time period made it better Hmm. Uh, a little bit before my time but from everything that i've read it was definitely a commercially successful uh, world cup um especially for being here in the u.s where it's uh, i mean not extremely popular we we did uh, kind of touch upon it in a, a previous episode of Tech as the the one where uh, Cam came on the show and we we kind of discussed uh, uh, U.S. football. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the 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 spectacle of the '94 uh, World Cup, um, and I didn't feel 
it was uh, it was let down by not having England England there. I thought they were still a, a really entertaining tournament. So yeah, Simon spot on with that take. Yeah, the uh, I think the <clears> final was <throat> Brazil and Italy. Maybe it was two one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two one. Uh, Dunga uh, lifting the the trophy uh, for uh, for Brazil. Brazil. Uh, so. Uh, Good times there. Uh, yeah, I like that take. I like that take, Simon. Um, I thought that uh, 94, uh, looking back on it, 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 I think it's a very significant uh, World Cup uh, because I think it did actually start to popularize the sport here in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for, for no other reason, it did that. So that that's yeah. uh, it's a good take. Um, let's see here. Uh, so thank you, Simon, for that hot take. Um, soccer Noob at Soccer Noob USA. This is a fun one. Uh, in a Bangladesh Premier League battle of undefeateds, Dhaka Abani <laughs> will lose at home tomorrow to Bashudra Kings. Uh, Bashandru, I'm sorry. Uh, Bashandra Kings. There we go. Why? They're the Sky Blue Brigade, yet have no blue on their crest. So this was written yesterday. Mm-hmm. And if we go to the Bangladeshi Premier League results from today, uh, Dhaka, of course, did lose uh, one to four to the Bashundra Bashundra Kings. There we go. Sorry, Bangladesh. I'm I'm an awful person. Um, <laughs> uh, so so they did lose. It's a good mm-hmm. take. I like it. Yeah. Mags, did you watch the match? <laughs> uh, I, I unfortunately didn't. Uh... Didn't watch the match, but he he, he asked a question in in uh, his uh, his slating of Abani uh, Docker, and he asked why they are called the Sky Blue Brigade uh, because there's no Sky Blue in the logo, and the only answer I mean information on this team is quite sparse. Uh, um, no disrespect to the Bangladesh uh, Premier League, but um, it's not one of the most high-profile leagues. Uh, but the only reason that they are called the Sky Blue Brigade is because their home kit is essentially Sky Blue. So I don't think there's any uh, any other reason than that. Which makes me dislike them even more. Uh, yes. Manchester me- City colours. <laughs> they they. They are the the record uh, holders of the Bangladesh Football Premier League. Uh, they've they've won the league six times, which is more than any other team in Bangladesh. Wow! Well, there you go, yeah. folks. Very competitive league, it sounds like. Um, let me see here. Uh, Cam Manning on Twitter. How's it going, Cam? Hope you're still in the chat here with us. <laughs> Cam Manning at CM says stuff. Uh, he's got some hot takes here. Uh, got a few of them, actually. Uh, first up here, uh, he's got a few. English soccer uh, has the best commentary. You think that's true? Um, hmm, um, it depends. It's it's a it's very much a roller coaster ride with English commentary. Sometimes you'll get uh, uh, some great commentary. Other times you'll get Mark Lowen and Robbie Savage, uh, who I would rather watch it in mute than than listen to those two. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, there's certainly ups and downs to it. And and that's where. We here at Radio Techers capitalized. So, you know what? Correct. Keep Michael Owen employed so that we can keep doing our sh- <laughs> uh, I've got no love lost for Michael Owen. Great player in, uh, in his in his day. Uh, 
the, the English Mbappe of the 90s, I'm sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cam Manning also says hockey is the best pro playoff sport to watch. Hmm. Is it? I don't watch hockey. I mean, I, I really enjoy the Champions League. I mean, that's kind of a playoff. Um, yeah, I suppose. So, I, mean, I, uh, I have, I've watched some exciting playoff uh, hockey playoffs. Um, what is it more exciting than baseball playoffs? Is it more exciting than basketball playoffs? I don't know. That's that's a that's a hot take. That is a hot take. Thanks, uh, Cam. I I really don't know what to what to think of that. Hockey might. I mean, it's possible. I mean, if you got some notes from diehard hockey fans. Um, hmm. Interesting. Um, he also says NCAA basketball is the best college playoffs to watch. I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, playoff football is terrible. So. Um, um. I mean, to counter that, I, I would say that the uh, the under twenty ones Premier League uh, football is is more exciting to watch than college basketball. Yeah, because yeah. I don't okay. watch any. I don't watch like adult basketball. So, well, there you go, folks. Uh, <laughs> so, some good hot takes here by Cam. Uh, Cam also has uh, another uh, take here. Uh, he says Steve Carell is a generational actor uh, that will be uh, underrated his entire career. Same with Paul Giamatti. Mags, uh, yes and yes, I agree with both. Uh, uh, Steve Carell's performance in Foxcatcher was was sublime it was so so good uh and mm-hmm. uh, i think he's hampered by uh the fact he's so good at comedy um he, he i think he's got many many strings to his acting ball uh and in terms of paul giamatti again uh someone who uh has really been able to to do the comedy stuff with uh, the likes of uh sideways but then also is a, a, a really good uh, method and, and kind of dramatic actor. So, yeah, I, I agree with both those takes. They're really good actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean, Steve Carell uh, is, is is a generational actor, if only for The Office. I, if, if, he, if he only ever did The Office, like, that would, he'd be an A-plus in my book. Uh, but again, that's... And come yeah, Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah, he was. He's brilliant in Anchorman too. Um, so yeah, and very good take here, Cam. I like that take. Uh, One so good take out of four. Take. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we've got some uh, more pro wrestling hot takes. <clears throat> more pro wrestling. Oh wait, hold on. One more take from Cam. I'm sorry. Sorry, Cam. Uh, he says that Smallville the TV show about Superman is better than anything DC has put on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Do you know, I, I don't get the hate for DC films. I thought, um, uh, suicide squad was, was really, really entertaining. Um, so I don't know. I, I didn't really enjoy Smallville that much. Mm. So yeah, I don't agree with that one. So one out of five camp for me. <laughs> Um, I thought the first Superman one was good, and that and that was about it. Um, for, for me personally, <laughs> uh, 
so just uh, that one. <laughs> uh, that was about it. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Noob and Co at Noob and Co uh, 1991 on Twitter as we kick off the second half here we're going to try and go through these hot takes uh, as quickly as possible but we, I feel like we're going to get into a traffic jam here with maybe one of the next ones um, here's my hot take uh, Asuka's highs outweighs her lows but wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans pay attention to her lows make her feel bad um this is a, a pro wrestling hot take oscar current raw women's champion uh, in wwe uh oscar's highs outweigh her lows uh, I, I think that's that's just a, a a thing that i think is is um unfortunately part of human nature now with the rise of social media and that people just want to be mm-hmm. overly critical about stuff correct right yeah yeah kind of sucks um so i, I hope that helps uh noob and co we're, we're we're right there with you i think people are just kind of Dunces at times. Yeah, that's um, it. You, you, you uh, hit the nail exactly on the head. Uh, people will bring up one bad uh, storyline or one uh, terrible title run and totally uh, ignore when someone has had multiple good storylines or multiple good title runs just to, for the sake of uh, being being critical. Yeah, is you're exactly right. Uh, we're going to have some issues with this next one mags i i think maybe possibly i don't know we'll see um uh, jpq at big pod on, uh, on twitter he uh, loves to put the cat amongst the pigeons absolutely um marmalade versus jam versus jelly the best flavors for each and then the mount rushmore of flavors of i guess jams and spreads i, I i'm not really quite sure um so I've I've made no bones about it. I hate marmalade. I think marmalade's so, gross. And, uh, you are wrong, and you are in your wrongness there. <laughs> uh, I personally disagree. I think I'm absolutely correct. I think that marmalade is disgusting. Um, <laughs> You've you have only had disgusting marmalade. That's why. I've well, if nothing else, I've been very consistent in my stance that marmalade is disgusting. Um. Now, you, now you bring up that that jelly is not something that you really have in in in, in England. Um, no, we we have jelly. Beforehand. It just it just means a different thing. Right, right. Like we, we the jelly that you think of is is more like what we conceptualize here as Jello, the, like the brand yeah. of uh, gelatin desserty kind of stuff. Correct. Um, but we do have like jams and spreads here, um, so. Mags, uh, I guess as far as spreads are concerned, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say I'm a jam kind of guy. I like I like my jam. I think it's good. I like I like berry jams. That's that's me personally though. What about you? Yeah. Um. Uh, out of the the two, because I'm calling jam and jelly the same thing, um, because they are jams. Uh, I would prefer marmalade. Um. But I'm not. I'm not adverse to a, a good jam or a preserve, depending on whether it's got whole pieces of fruit in or not. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, let me see here. Uh, see, where we're going to get a little bit stuck in the weeds here is um, this Mount Rushmore. Is it a Mount Rushmore about about uh, just spreads in general? Uh, because I mean that. 
that means that we could put peanut butter in the conversation. We could put regular butter in the conversation, cream cheese. Like, I mean, or, or are we just going to talk about like the Mount Rushmore of jellies? Is that really, uh, and, and marmalades? Is that what we want to do here? Yeah, I think to maybe we could stretch this out to, to next week uh, and cover the, the butters um, another time. But I, I would go with a Mount Rushmore of marmalades and you can do a Mount Rushmore of jellies. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah, sure. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so sell me on marmalade, Mag, because I mean, I'm not going to. to. I'm not going to. Uh, so basically, what what um uh, for context, what a marmalade is is a citrus uh, preserve or a citrus uh, flavored uh, jam. So for me, I would go number one, uh, head and shoulders above every other uh, choice is lamb. Lamb is absolutely my favourite fruit flavour in the whole world, and a lamb marmalade is just divine. Then I would go um, blood orange. Um, Then I would probably go lemon, and last I would go grapefruit. Hmm, interesting. Those are certainly four different citruses. Uh, <laughs> all equally horrific it's a tanner <laughs> uh mike jc uh, is in the chat uh he says uh uh wrong show mags uh hey it wasn't our choice this wasn't our choice uh, we can we can we can put we're giving on. the people what they wanted unfortunately jpq yeah. wanted this yeah <laughs> at um, big pause said, on a pup Yep, at Big Paws on a Pup. Uh, he also says jelly for the win. So because I I, I like jam. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. call it jelly because it's not jelly, uh, but I do like jam. Uh, yeah. I like pineapple jam. That's what, uh, a really nice one. I like uh, mulberry jam. Uh, yeah, so wait, um, hold on. No, 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 hold on. I got to stop you there. Why is pineapple a jam and not um, and, and not a marmalade? Because it's citrusy. Because- and, and because when I buy pineapple jam, it doesn't say pineapple marmalade. It says pineapple jam. I mean, is pineapple wow. a citrus fruit? Yeah, I don't. I just pineapple. So. Maybe, maybe it's more of a tropical fruit. I don't know. Maybe that's where I'm getting. Yeah. That I'm, I am definitely going to Google that. But, All right. Yeah, but when well, pineapple jam is delicious. Well, I, I got to try it then because I'm, I'm a big fan of pineapple personally. Um, as far as the, the the Mount Rushmore of jams that I've tried, I mean, I'm, I got to go with your basics, man. Strawberry, grape, okay. blackberry. So, and uh, Google doth provide. Uh, unlike many citrus fruits like lemon, orange, and grapefruit, pineapple does not grow from a seed. It contains vitamin C and ascorbic acid, but it does not contain citric acid. Henceforth, it is not classed as a citrus fruit. So that's why it's a jam, sir. The more you know. The the more you know. Uh, (laughs) Uh, For for jams, I got to go. I got to go strawberry, uh, raspberry, blackberry, and grape. Yeah, classic. Those are those great classic. Grape is grape is something that's really always interested me. It's not a massive, uh, po- massively popular flavor. Um, it, you very rarely get a grape jam in the UK. But when I uh, ordered uh, a box of American imported sweets for for Mrs. Max, fifty percent of the flavors were grape flavors. Um, yeah, but I've always wondered what. Uh, the American fascination with grape and again with watermelon was. 
Um, I, I think that they're just, I don't know if it's like a, um, because it's so easily grown on here, like mm-hmm. grapes and watermelons. Uh, maybe we have yeah. a train for it. Maybe it's just a lot more natural to produce here. I don't know. Um, I've not ever had a, a watermelon jam before. That sounds delicious. I think I would definitely try watermelon jam. So next time I go to the store, pineapple jam, watermelon jam. Let's see if they got it. <laughs> Probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> Might have to go to a specialty store. Um, I'll, I'll make some of your own. Or make some of my own, indeed. Maybe I'll maybe I'll set up a little bit of a garden outside the apartments and, uh, you know, make make some grapes and some watermelons yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could technically buy the fruit. <laughs> you don't have to grow the fruit from seed. <laughs> I guess you just made it a lot easier. I, I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for making my job easier, Mags. Um, you can help me with this one here because I'm not really quite sure. And, and we thank JPQ Big Paws and Pup for his um, hot take uh, question about stuff. I really appreciated that discussion here. As uh, Chelsea are still absorbing possession and uh, trying to find a goal. Um, uh, let me see here. IWGP Chris uh, on Twitter at uh, IWGP Chris BFC friend of yours uh he says Pakistan not of pizza. yours clearly <laughs> no he's well i mean you, you burnley men you know each other i i'm a i feel like i'm friends with chris me and chris t- talk quite often actually uh, yes yeah uh so chris a friend of the show there you go Are you happy now mags chris you're a friend I of the am. show. The, 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 there you go okay chris says pakistani pizza is better than italian pizza now, mm. we don't get a lot of Pakistani pizza here in the States. I don't know why, but we don't. Um, so I, I can really only speak to Italian-style pizza, um, which uh, I, I guess if, if, you're, if you're advocating for Pakistani pizza, I mean, you're, you're basically going to be arguing against, like, hundreds of years of Western tradition. <laughs> As far as like favoritism towards pizza, but Pakistani pizza, I've never had. I, I hear it's delicious. He's advocating for it. Mags, have you ever had a Pakistani pizza? And can you speak to that? Yeah, um, in in the town that I'm from, there's a uh, quite a large uh, uh, Pakistani uh, uh, population here, uh, so we do get uh, Pakistani pizzas quite. Um, they're very popular around here. Uh, the difference really is in uh, in the spice. Uh, Italian uh, or Western pizza is is uh, very uh, herb heavy stuff like uh, uh, basil and oregano, uh, very tomatoey based sauces. Where Pakistani pizza it relies a lot on on really kind of powerful spices, stuff like turmeric, paprika, um, cardamom, um, coriander, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, came in exactly. Uh, a lot of onion um, um, base and a lot of chili base, so it's right down my alley with the with the spice. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I like both. I like Italian pizza and I like Pakistani pizza, but I can certainly understand why uh, why Chris likes uh, Pakistani. I mean, you've certainly intrigued me. I, I'm definitely interested in, in seeing a Pakistani pizza. I've never had one. I I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to have one. 
but I'm, I've got it on my list. Um, Mike JC in the chat says, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Italian all day, every day. Uh, Greek is not bad, uh, but always Italian for him. Uh, Cameron Manning in the chat also says, I saw his take, never had Pakistani pizza, but I'm all for trying it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, if we can find some more Pakistani pizza places around here, I would be all for trying some Pakistani pizza. <laughs> I can also advocate for, for Turkish pizza. That is really, really delicious. Mm, there you go. Turkish pizza. Um, let's see here. So great hot take there. Uh, Chris, thank you for uh, for your hot take. Hope you're doing well. Um, let me see. Uh, Everything Pro Wrestling Show at EPW Show on Twitter. Uh, our friend Conrad. How you doing, Conrad? What's up, Conrad? Well. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see here. More wrestling questions here. Uh, Apollo Crews' new heel attitude could be interesting. I think is already interesting. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, yes. I've always been a big fan of Apollo Crews. Heavily underrated, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's, uh, I like the way he's embracing uh, the, the Nigerian roots. Uh, it's something that uh, hasn't been... Uh, uh, or I'm not aware of a Nigerian-based uh, wrestler, so it, it's certainly kind of uh, groundbreaking in terms of that. But, yeah, I think he definitely needed a kind of like a, a refreshing character change. Uh, and, yeah, it's instantly got me uh, interested in what happens next. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's a, a really good move. And I think this is a good feud here between uh, him and uh, Big E uh, as well. So we shall see what happens there. Uh, John Moxley and Kenta was dope. Uh, Manchester United actually sprinting down the touchline. Looks like they've got a chance here, and Marcus Rashford uh, does not uh, get on the other end of that pass. Man United have had a a very good 10 minutes. Uh, Chelsea Mm -hmm. under a lot of pressure. I need United to score a goal. I so need them to score a goal right now. Um, John Moxley versus Kinta was dope. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Great match. Good match. Absolutely. Interesting booking. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt after... Chance by, by Mason Greenwood there almost converted. That's inches wide. Not even in, an inch. That's a, yeah. That's as close as we've come to a goal so far. Very but uh, going back to the, the hot take, yeah, I think that uh, Kenta and Mox was a, was a great match. I'm more interested to see where this goes. Uh, I felt that this was a perfect opportunity to uh, to uh, get that title back into New Japan. Um, and the way that they built Kenta of this year with the briefcase, it felt to me that that was what they were looking for. Uh, but obviously, um, Gato has a, a long-term plan. And uh, we, we, I mean, I'm happy we're seeing the potential of uh, Death Rider Mox in, in New Japan a lot more. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see where that goes. Would love to see him back uh, for the G1. If they can get him in for the G1, that would be nice get mm-hmm. him to, to, to go over to Japan and quarantine for uh, two weeks or so. Uh, that would be great, I think. Uh, some more things in the chat here. This, I think this goes back uh, to the game. Uh, Cameron Manning says, I feel like we're controlling this game right now, but we're going to lose 1-0 to United. Maybe. I mean, we're, we've still got plenty of time here, 30 minutes at least uh, here in game time. So there's plenty of time for things to go one way or the other. Um, Mike JC in the chat says, Apollo needed a heel turn years ago. Just hope he doesn't end up uh, back in catering after Big E beats him. I, I <laughs> sincerely hope so. I hope not. 
well, I hope he doesn't go back and get it. Um, right. But he definitely did need the, need the, the turn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Everything Pro Wrestling on Twitter also says uh, AEW Women's Division has been putting on good matches. Yeah, I think that the uh, the tournament has really spiced things up. It's gotten some some major intrigue out there. Um, I am a little bit disheartened that uh, they don't show the Japanese tournament, the Japanese side of the tournament, um, or at least put like show one of the matches, at least one match um, on Dynamite mm-hmm. per week. I think that could really use it. Um, but, um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, if you know that you watch AEW, I mean, I'm off. There, there we go. I'm back. I guess <laughs> having some slight internet issues this morning, it seems. Um, but yeah, I, I like the AEW women's side of the tournament as well. Uh, yeah, for the the two matches that have been on dark uh, on Dynamite over the last couple of weeks have been for me the best two matches of of each show. Uh, the mm-hmm. Serena Deeb and, and Rio match was was outstanding, and Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose was the best match that that both people have had in in the company so far for me. So uh, I'm really glad that the women are getting the the props that they do. Uh, I just wish that it would still be a little bit more thing. Uh, there could be big, big stars in, in, in that company if they were just given the ball to run with. Indeed. Uh, Mike JC in the chat says, I could totally see Moxley taking an extended New Japan run after losing to Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping yeah. he's there for G1 and I'm, taking a, and, uh, a good long while there. And as soon as as soon as he retained the title against Kenta, that was my initial thought that we would be getting. Uh, uh, it kind of telegraphed the result of, of Revolution for me that um, that Mox is going to lose and then uh, come and uh, work for New Japan for a, an extended period. That's what I felt anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like the story has always led to Hangman, you know, joining Dark Order and, and winning the title and having like the first big win for for Dark. I think that's what for 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 Hangman Page and for Dark Order in general. I, f- I feel like that's the, <laughs> the proper story here. Um, let's see here. Uh, we'll do one more wrestling take, and then uh, we're almost done. Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling uh, podcast, and thank you, Everything Pro Wrestling Show, for your question as well as... Uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, these are great questions. Um, let me see. Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling podcast says, Talking Smack was better than SmackDown this week. Probably, I didn't. I, didn't I watched. I watched. I watched neither. So, <laughs> um, but I dare say it was. <laughs> Plead the fifth. There, good cop, bad cop. Wrestling podcast. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Kevin Carroll at Kevin C Wrestling on Twitter. He has a question of preference: Winter Olympics or Summer Olympics? Mags. You like the Winter Olympics or the Summer? Now I'm. <sighs> That's that's actually a toughie because uh, my favourite win uh, my favourite Olympic sport is curling and you only get that in the Winter Olympics. But I think for uh, the the variety you get a lot more variety in the Summer Olympics. Um, mm. So for that, I think I'd go for summer the Summer Olympics. But still, curling is my favourite Olympic sport. Uh, I got to agree. I, I feel like the Summer Olympics are by far my favorite. Um, I, I don't that I don't enjoy the Winter Olympics, but I feel as though uh, 
uh, well, this is interesting. A fully bearded Christian Pulisic comes on for Olivier Giroud. It just looks like they mm-hmm. shrunk Olivier Giroud down uh, a little bit and, and put him back on the pitch. That's literally <laughs> what it looks like here. Um, very interesting choice. Um, uh, yeah, Summer Olympics for me. I, 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 yeah. I prefer the Summer Olympics. Um, and then Chris D's at PWC uh, D's on Twitter. Uh, let's go football. People shouldn't complain at footballers for taking big money contracts. It's a business. They have agents. Nobody would turn down 200k a week uh, to do what they love. Are you? Uh, are they paid too much? Yes. Is it their fault? No. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, look. I if you said, hey, you know, Tanner, you're gonna make 200 uh, grand, uh, 200 thousand a week. Uh, to do your podcast, uh, but you have this agent and you have all this other malarkey to have to deal with. I, I'd probably still do it. Um, but, I mean, uh, I mean on, on the, I'm, I've always been kind of like an advocate for, for kind of uh, decreasing the, the player power. But mm-hmm. if, when it comes to uh, the money, uh, I'm never going to be someone who, who counts somebody else's money. If you, if you are worth that to a, a club and they're willing to pay you, absolutely get your money. Absolutely do. Uh, what I would would like to see is a wage cap for the club, not so much for the player, but for the club. Uh, I think that that would bring a, a lot more fairness into football. But in terms of what a single player can get, he could get whatever he, uh, the club thinks is is worth. So I, I do agree with Chris on that one. Uh, I also feel like um, not not just the the, the wage cap, but uh, just more. Um, uh, what would be the right word for this? Um, I don't know. You re- you really don't see players anymore uh, that really stay to one club. Um, you you know, or or have any kind of like dedication to one club. Um, oh, loyalty. Loyalty. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there always seems to be this trajectory of okay, well, I'll I'll go to this club in England, and then I'm going to get this massive deal here after I have a breakout season. But my real goal is I'm going to go to Spain and be part of Barcelona or Real Madrid, and then I'm going to go and retire at Juventus. Like, it's like this is like these weird trajectories for a lot of players. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I mean, go for it. If you want to go and play for a bunch of clubs in your career, awesome. I mean, you're probably going to end up making a ton of money if you are that good right but um at the same time it's like you know uh i mean a player like genie van aldem i don't hold it anything against him that he's not signed a contract because he's i mean there's a huge debt of gratitude to him i don't i, I don't owe him anything he doesn't owe me anything at, at this point uh he's he's <laughs> he's provided many great moments for the club if he wants to go and play elsewhere awesome if you wanted to choose to play for liverpool for the rest of his career. Hey, I mean, that's a, a sign of loyalty that uh, I could never repay, but um, I don't know. Like it, it is, it is interesting. I think that the, the um, hyperinflation of, of, of sports wages in general is ridiculous. If you think that wages in, in football is bad, then you should see some of the wages that they pay in baseball and other sports here. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think it's also about, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier, too, uh, just more of a broader issue. Like, you know, I don't mind that LeBron James makes X, Y, and Z every year or every month or every paycheck uh, because he he's doing a lot with his money uh, to, I guess, uh, better 
society and better his community better and and and, and you know just help empower and better people um whereas i mean i don't know i mean you hear about Lionel messi and and ronaldo yeah uh, you know basically like fully funding schools or hospitals and these kind of things here i mean you know at the same time you hear a lot of players who just spend money on themselves <laughs> i don't know for me it's about how you how you spend that money all right that was a really long <laughs> uh long-winded diatribe there so my, my apologies <laughs> but i hope that made sense i hope that made sense chris um yeah, yeah absolutely did uh so <laughs> with that said thank you for everybody's hot takes we greatly appreciate it um let's go ahead and uh uh, tune back in here at Manchester United Chelsea. Uh, Manchester United are sprinting on the counter uh, once again. Uh, ball just goes short uh, to Bruno Fernandez. A little bit of a scrap in the midfield it seems here with uh, 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 Kovacic. Uh, let me see here. Chelsea still maintain possession. Looks like Mason mounts on the ball. There's absolutely doesn't seem to be any urgency from Chelsea though. Uh, just mm-hmm. nobody making uh, any runs. Uh, very quick passing one twos with uh, uh, with the team, and now we're we're going back to the halfway line. Um, I, I, is, are they even trying to win? Hmm. <laughs> I think there's one Chelsea player in the box throughout that whole attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think the only player that I saw that was really kind of going for it was Christian Pulisic, who has just come on. So I'm not yeah. really a hundred percent sure what the strategy is here uh, for Chelsea. Maybe maybe they are uh, okay with um, you know just taking a draw here or, or trying to go for a draw. Um, let me see here. Yeah, because they've uh, they've took they've took Giroud off. Of- which means they've technically got no recognized striker on the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there is some news coming out for the Liverpool-Sheffield United game. Um, of course, earlier in the week, uh, Alison Becker's father uh, tragically passed away. Uh, so our sincerest condolences to, to him and his family. Over, uh, the so sad. Of, yeah, uh, of uh, his father. Uh, so yeah, very, very tragic. Um, so our sincerest condolences go out to Allison Becker and uh, and his family. Um, he it does not appear to be um, on the bus or arriving at the stadium today, so he's he's most likely absent. Um, I know there was some reports over whether or not he would actually go back to Brazil. Uh, you know, spend the time away. I mean, he would probably end up having to be gone for at least six weeks or so. But if if that's the right thing to do, then so be it at this point. Um, so uh, it doesn't appear he's in the squad. Um, let me see here. Um, Fabinho Diogo. Diogo Jota might be there. And James Milner was also there. So I mean, you, we'll you need them back. <laughs> you definitely need them back. This is absolutely true. We'll see what happens here, man. I'm I'm very intrigued uh, to see um, what Liverpool team will turn up will turn up here. We'll probably know within about the next 15 minutes or so as this game winds down. Uh, Chelsea 
maintaining possession here, but they uh, it, it's really they're just really kind of passing it around. It doesn't really seem as though they're um, they, they might be trying there's, to build up something, but it, there doesn't seem to be. There's just no there. yeah. There's no urgency at all. There's no kind of an impetus to to get Man United on the back foot. Mm. Saying that that was a really good ball to to uh, Reese James though, mm-hmm. and it's a shot a great save by uh, De Gea. Yeah, he had that covered all the way through, but uh, Kovacic mm-hmm. trying to make something from uh, the middle of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, David De Gea. Uh, I it's been amazing that he's been around on. Manchester for all of these years and seeing so many teams and, and teammates go through the door, both sides of the door at Manchester United, and yet he, he remains uh, right where he is. Um, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to him for that. That's not an easy job. <laughs> and it is it, it, always linked with a move away. I mean, how many years in a row was he linked with a move to, uh, to Real Madrid, which I never came off? Yeah, apparently the I think what was it the the excuse the fax machine wasn't working was the reason mm-hmm. why he never um, submitted his move, and and yet he here he is he still stays in Manchester, you know, uh, it's it's quite amazing really. Uh, Asby Laqueta with a shot, uh, but it does get picked up here by De Gea. It looks like we're getting a, a Chelsea's final substitution with a. Timo Werner coming on. Do you think that's going to spark this this game back into life for Chelsea? Does the, I mean, does that add an extra attacking threat that they're maybe missing? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, like I said, taking off uh, Giroud for Pulisic took away the 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 one recognised uh, all out goal threat. Uh, I think putting uh, Werner in uh, with his pace and with his uh, tenacity to to run with the ball. Um, it might spark some of these Chelsea players into into life, and we may see uh, a very um, a very tight end to this game in the last fifteen minutes or so. I think it's very. I mean, I'd be interested to see what shape it takes when uh, when Werner comes out on the field, because I mean, if you've got you know Pulisic, who's obviously he looks like he's staying in the middle there. Uh, maybe take Ziyech off and play Werner off of uh, Pulisic. Maybe more in an out-and-out striker role, which is, I think, something at the... Uh, oh! Edward Mindy. <laughs> almost. He uh, spilled almost that then. Uh, luckily, he was able to pounce back on the ball again, but that could have been mm. disastrous. Mm, absolutely. It looked like... Uh, uh, I'm not sure who was coming off the end of that. It looked like somebody was there ready to pick it up. It may have been Mason Greenwood. Uh, nope. They're, no, they're Mason, Green, Mason Greenwood was uh, was the one who, who pressurized Mendy in the first place. I think, I think it was uh, um, Bruno Fernandes that was, was looking Bruno to Fernandes. run onto the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, let's see here. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would definitely not be playing <laughs> Timo Werner off the wing here if, uh, when he gets brought on here momentarily, I think that he no, absolutely not needs to be more central. He struggled when uh, when he's been put out on the wing. He's not. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I understand he's got uh, bags and bags of pace, but the guy is a, a goal machine. Play him right. through the middle. Uh, play him mm-hmm. to his strengths. He's not a winger. 
he he seems to have been um, better when playing with more of a like right alongside a target man type striker, a large physical striker, and that's why I'm so intrigued why Chelsea never opted to really play him centrally alongside Olivier Giroud. They they doesn't seem like they've pulled that that trigger just yet and played a a two striker system with Giroud and uh, and and Werner. I mean, that, that could potentially be a deadly pairing up from the amount of pace uh, with uh, with Giroud's um, great off-the-ball skill and, and his, uh, his vision. Um, that that could pay absolute dividends for, for Chelsea. And it's interesting that they haven't really pushed for that. But when you've got a wealth of uh, midfield talent that, that, that Chelsea have, you've, you've got to uh, make allowances uh, for them to, to get on the pitch as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I suppose that's the struggle. And it looks like Anthony Martial is coming on here uh, momentarily. Looks like for Mason Greenwood. Uh, this might also add some attacking potency for uh, for United. Uh, Martial's numbers have not been uh, uh, very prolific this season, uh, but he tends to always get himself into very good positions, Mags. Yeah, I agree. Uh, very much a lack for lack uh, substitution here. Um, both uh, of very similar kind of players, um, but Martial's uh, form has not been good. Although he has got uh, he's got a good record against Chelsea. I think he's scored what six in four games against Chelsea. So uh, there is that potential, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's not had the best of seasons here. Well, and we're, we might be getting a little bit of history here with uh, United and Chelsea. Apparently, Chelsea have not beaten United in about three years, is what we <laughs> is what I heard on commentary earlier. Yeah. Um, Maguire picking up a, a booking for a, a silly tackle that he didn't really need to be doing. Uh, we've got some more news coming out of uh, the Liverpool game uh, that's set to start. Uh, Adrian is set to start in goal. Uh, two youth academy goalkeepers were also included in today's squad. So no Allison. Um, absolutely. Obviously, he's um, more um, than likely sp- spending time with is, his family, and rightfully so. Is, is, uh, I thought they would have gone with Kelleher. Uh, I thought that when he's played, he's had some good performances. Uh, interesting that they've gone with... Uh, with Captain Flapper, um, Adrian. Oh goodness! Uh, I mean, they might go with Kelleher. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe something was going on with him as well. Who knows? Um, I mean, but to be fair, Sheffield United are not the most prolific in front of goal, so you I, could. I, think I would you, still trust Adrian. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Klopp could play in, in goal and and still probably keep Sheffield United at bay. I'd be interested in seeing that. I'd be interested in seeing Klopp and Goal playing as Sheffield United. I mean, it, who knows? And maybe maybe Liverpool would get better organized on the field <laughs> with having the so, manager directly there. I've got a, a question for you, Tanner. What do you make of the uh, the the social media rumblings and the hashtag Klopp out uh, and the 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 kind of that. Um, the push for maybe uh, Steven Gerrard to come in as uh, as manager. What do you feel about all this kind of that um, slating of Klopp uh, over recent weeks? Well, uh, first off, 
and 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 not to sound like a broken record, but there have been so many things that have been outside of Jurgen Klopp's actual control um, mm-hmm. that I feel as though that's that's highly unfair. The man brought you a sixth Champions League title. He also brought you uh, your first um, our our first uh, Premier League title in over thirty years. So, I mean, I I think that it's highly unfair uh, to criticize Klopp directly. Now, has he made some decisions as far as the lineup and tactically that maybe... um, And and, and perhaps transfer-wise as well. And maybe transfer-wise as well that have not been reflective of uh, maybe the desires of uh, the rest of the the club supporters. Maybe. I I, I don't know. Um, How much of the transfers and the ability to spend money is, is on Klopp, though? I mean that's that's mm-hmm. maybe something worth asking. Um, obviously, with what happens on the pitch, um, you know, tactically, I think that he does hold a lot of responsibility, um, and I think that he uh, are there things that he certainly could improve on. Absolutely, um, but I think at the same time, there's a lot of responsibility that needs to be taken on by the players, and I think there's a lot of uh, responsibility that needs to be taken on um, by other. <laughs> other other people within the hierarchy um you know i'm glad that uh liverpool went out and bought uh, or picked up two defenders in 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 january uh but uh, <laughs> uh maybe it was too little too late i don't know i think they should have i think they should have gotten um a more well established player back in the summertime if they knew that dejan lovren was leaving yeah I, I I really do agree. Uh, I think uh, Klopp felt that he could rely on the, the, the players that he had in terms of defence and, and then maybe blood some of the younger talent. Uh, but when he saw the, the wheels kind of falling off that with the injuries, uh, I think it would have been sensible to pick up a, um, a more established defender. Um, but I still don't agree with the... Uh, the kind of hate for Klopp or the or the mm-hmm. the very uh, short-sighted uh, abuse that he's getting on on um, social media. I think he's he's turned Liverpool from a, um, a a basic top six club to to perennial challengers. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not not easy to do uh, in this in this generation with the amount of money that that uh, is thrown about in in the Premier League. Uh, I think he's he's worked absolute wonders for Liverpool, and some some fans are very quick to uh, forget stuff like that. Well, and and just last season, <clears throat> uh, we, just a year ago, Liverpool were the most frightening team on the planet. They were mm-hmm. Club World Cup champions. They played some of the best football in the world. Uh, it took a Atletico Madrid team that really played uh, n- <laughs> complete negative football to even overcome you know Liverpool's rampant attacking. Uh, plus you know COVID. Um, I, I I think that there's. Um, Maybe a bit of a sentiment that because Liverpool never got the big celebration and the big trophy parade and all this other stuff, that maybe fans are quick to forget exactly what he means to the club. And, you know, because, you know, uh, maybe local fans didn't get to relish in supporting uh, their team locally, maybe that has a little bit to do something on their part. Maybe, it, it, maybe it's just this global. <sighs> Uh, like modern football thinking of okay, well if, if things suck, then we got to change it right now. Right? Yeah, you know, it, you know it's the than... in, it, 
it's the 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 chase for instantaneous results, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't always work like that. I mean, how many clubs have chopped and changed their managers multiple times uh, to no effect? Tottenham, for example, uh, Chelsea went through a, a spate of of doing it. Um, uh, I think managers definitely need um, need t- uh, time and opportunities to to build a team. And Klopp certainly been given that at Liverpool. Um, what uh, I think fans don't realise is just how competitive this league is. Uh, a fact that uh, Liverpool can be so dominant over over a couple of years. Uh, it's only kind of. Um, emboldened the rest of the league to to push on and 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 really kind of like uh challenge liverpool at that and that's what happens uh it ebbs and flows that like that and um it, it's that's just the way of premier league football uh and i think Klopp's done really well to to keep in that pack and not spend mm-hmm. the money that the likes of Maynard and the likes of manchester city and chelsea have been spending mm-hmm. so uh, i think he deserves a lot of props for that well, and, and you know, I've, I see a lot of banter from Manchester City fans and, and Manchester United fans, um, you know, in particular, uh, because those have been their latest, you know, the, the biggest rivals uh, in recent times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we, you know, uh, you know, oh, how can these injuries, uh, you know, how can you use the injuries as an excuse, right? I mean, if you, <laughs> it's ridiculous, like if you, let's say, let's say you didn't have uh, you know, Ruben Diaz and John Stones there at the back, uh, um, uh, plus your third best center back as well. Let's say you had none of them available. You had to play youth players. Let's say you took out uh, a player like Rodri from the midfield. Uh, you no longer have Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> like your team starts turning around very quickly mm-hmm. once you start taking out big parts of your team like that. You know, yeah. same with Manchester United. If Manchester United didn't have uh, Lindelof, uh, Bailey, and yeah, Maguire. You know they they had to resort to playing uh, with with youth players in the midfield and in the um, and in defense. Uh, things would be radically different. You know if 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 they had the kind of injuries. Here's the stat: uh, only six players for Liverpool have uh, actually been. Um, uh, off of the injury table, uh, less than three weeks this season. Only six players wow. have. So it's been it's been decimated to the to, to the whole squad. I mean, and and I feel I feel uh, uh, an, an affiliation with with Liverpool over that because my team Burnley have we've really struggled. We've got uh, the smallest squad in the Premier League, and we've been hit by injury after injury after injury to the point where we're. Uh, Often uh, mm-hmm. fielding youth players, and uh, we've often had full benches full of youth players who who have no Premier League experience whatsoever. So I can't imagine how that would translate over to uh, the very top of the Premier League, where you're fighting for 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 titles and honours. It, it it's it's such a hard hard process to uh, mm-hmm. for for Liverpool, and and the, it's just been. Um, 
uh, a catalogue of uh, bad luck and uh, and injuries, and uh, it's it's all kind of hit Liverpool one after the other, a real kind of domino effect. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of Liverpool fans are, are very quick to uh, to judge uh, Klopp and, and want him out when they they don't kind of remember what he's done over the past four or five years for the club. Right. Well, and and let's let's go with your hypothetical. Like, okay, well, do we uh, should we get rid of Klopp and bring in Steven Gerrard? What's Steven Gerrard gonna do uh, now? That's that 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 Klopp can't do. Like, Steven, bringing Steven Gerrard's not going to change the current injury uh, like situation with with Liverpool. He's not going to go into Liverpool and snap his fingers and magically Virgil Van Dijk's going to appear back on the on the pitch. No, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's unrealistic. Uh, there's not anything that Steven Gerrard, in my per- personal opinion, that he can do uh, right now that Klopp can't. Uh, now, with that being said. At the end of the day, Klopp has a contract. If he decides at the end of his contract that he wants to go and coach Germany or uh, re- just retire <laughs> and enjoy, uh, you know, the rest of his days in Hawaii or something like that, then then awesome, good for good for Klopp. At that point, yeah, bring in Steven Gerrard. Maybe by then he'll have won several titles with Rangers, who have been doing great recently. By the way, mm-hmm. um, I think Gerrard will certainly have his day at Liverpool. But as of right now, uh, there is only one manager of Liverpool, and that's Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, and I think there's there, there must have always been a kind of a a long term plan with Steven Gerrard being part of Liverpool for for so long, being like really kind of the woven into the fabric of Liverpool. There must always have been a, a long term plan to br- eventually bring him in uh, as part of uh, some sort of management system. Uh, I think the way that he's gone and and um, uh, managed at Rangers and really kind of like um, uh, earned his uh, management straps is a testament to him. Uh, and I do think there will be a time when he, he is the manager of Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think he's quite ready for it yet. And I certainly wouldn't want to see a, a kind of Frank Lampard-style uh, situation where he's brought in too early uh, and all the goodwill of, of, of the career he had at Liverpool is undone by uh, not being ready for that that big step up to Liverpool management. Uh, I'd, hit, I'd hate for, the, for, for his uh, career with the club to be sullied by that. Um, but I do think he is the long-term uh, future manager, but I still think Klopp has, uh, has certainly got a, a lot uh, that he can offer Liverpool just yet. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I mean, you, you won't find any disagreements from, from me, man. Um, I, I think that uh, one day at a time, I, I get it. This has been a frustrating season uh, for all Liverpool fans, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's not... <laughs> Uh, let's not jump the gun just yet and, uh, you know, make a very rash decision. Uh, Klopp is not the kind of manager that um, deserves to be fired over things that are well beyond his control, I think. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is how we would put that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Looks like we... uh, 
are going to have yet another scoreless game here, Mags. Uh, Chelsea do have a chance. It's the Tekka's curse. It's absolutely the Tekka's curse. For for those watching out there, you wonder why we have things like hot takes and these kind of discussions between Mags and I. It's because literally nothing happens on the pitch when we watch these games. (laughs) We, We... we're so bad. I, I, clubs should watch out for us, and and if we say we're going to watch a certain match, they they should know that they're getting a nil nil draw. Yeah, no point putting in any effort. Saying that, Man United are pushing uh, the, for a last minute goal. Um, Come on, United! I hate saying that. Oh, I need a goal from you. Oh, looks like it's Fred. Fred with a shot, and it gets barely just deflected by Mendy. Oh, wow. Oh, not giving up though. Last last gasp now. Um, yeah, they're recycling the ball. Here's Fernandez running up the field. Great long yeah. long pass to uh, Wambasaka. Is he can can he do anything with it though? It, it looks like he's going to try and cross it yeah. in. And the ref has uh, called it. Yeah. Wow. Just as Harry Maguire. Kicks the ball into the stands. What an awful game! Wow, this was this was terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chelsea pick up a point. Manchester United pick up a point. Uh, a, a result that neither team should really be pleased with. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, Paul Joyce, uh, a Liverpool journalist, he says that Jota is not in the squad due to illness, so he oh, did not make the trip. What a shame. Yeah, apparently he was doing a lot of training uh, this week, but uh, yeah, not no bueno. Um, Chelsea nil, Manchester United nil. Mags, um, thoughts? Uh, <laughs> there, there's two people that benefit from this. Well, there's two teams that benefit from this. Um, one is obviously Sitter. Uh, what's that now leaves them twelve points clear. Uh, level on games with Manchester United. Uh, the other team that that benefits is is West Ham. They get to stay in the in the top four, uh, and now Chelsea are level on point uh, level on games with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, with the Liverpool game coming up next, uh, they would not be able to go level on points with Chelsea um, um, as of yet. The best that they could do is be one point off from the top. Uh, um, position or the, the top five positions for Europe um, still attainable still attainable <laughs> um, but uh, yeah uh, definitely not the result that, uh, that you'd want if you're a Liverpool fan not the result if, that you'd want if you're a Chelsea fan not the result that you'd want if you're a Manchester United this game did nothing good for anybody except for uh, yeah City and West Ham <laughs> I mean looking at the, the table now um, with Around 12 games to go for each club. It's still wide open. Uh, a few uh, results like this, and Man United could, could easily be caught. We've seen West Ham get beat today. Um, uh, yesterday, we've seen Leicester get beat today. Um, so Liverpool could still potentially get third, maybe even second, if uh, mm-hmm. if they can pick up some form and, and, and the rest of the, the, the top six start dropping points or... It's still very wide open, absolutely still wide open. I mean, Everton mm-hmm. down in seventh, uh, a level on points with uh, with Liverpool with a couple of games in hand. So it's there's still a lot to play for. 
A uh, big game coming up on Thursday, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, that'll be a, a big match with uh, top four implications written all, all over it. Uh, also, uh, next weekend, Manchester Derby, uh, Manchester United, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Big game. Big, big Very game. Very big game. Very big game indeed. Uh, Mags, uh, do you have a man of the match for, for this game? <laughs> <laughs> I think the manner of the match should be us for for being able to fill two hours of with an interesting and in fact no the man of the match is everybody who gave us hot takes. Uh, that's yeah. uh, th- th- it was really good fun. Some really interesting conversations. Uh, nobody on the pitch really stood out to be to be fair. So you, the listeners, are the mm, are the indeed. man of the men men and women of the match. Yes, I, I'd agree. The listeners and providers of hot takes this week, you guys get the award. The men and women of the of the match here today, uh, because we all know that these twenty two people didn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> uh, anywho, um, Mags, where can people find more of your content? Okay, I am down here, here, there at DJ Kerber, uh, where you'll find me. Arguing, debating, um, hot taking, all that jazz, and you will find links to the the multitude of content that I am involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, Max puts on some great shows. He once again uh, did five rounds last night with some UFC coverage. Go check out five rounds. He, uh, he always puts on a great show, some great coverage for MMA. That's how I personally get all my MMA news and coverage is through Mags. Uh, I appreciate that. Spectacular. Yeah, well, I mean, it's true, man. You, you do an amazing job with MMA coverage, uh, you and Carlos. So, you know, we we tried. We tried our very best with this weekend show. <laughs> it was not good. It was a, it was a drag to watch, an absolute mm-hmm. drag. I think that we can relate here on on, on this Radio <laughs> Techers episode. Um, uh, so next week we'll have episode forty of Radio Techers. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, episode forty, Mags. Wow, that's crazy that we've got so this. quick, so, so quick. quick. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Radio Techers, which is uh, right over right over there, right just right above Mags, right above Mags. You can find us on Twitter at Radio Techers. Uh, yeah, just right over there. Uh, and and, <laughs> and uh, you can also uh, find me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman underscore on Twitter as well. Uh, so check out all of our content. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. And again, we thank you guys for joining us. If you can please do a quick favor, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends about Radio Techers and Shooting the Sports-ish. You can only find Radio Techers right now at Shooting the Sports-ish uh, for all of our content. So subscribe. And hit the bell for notifications that way. So for future episodes of Radio Techers, where if you just want to listen to me and Mags talk while the game goes on, hey, we'll provide your alternative commentary. You don't happen. You don't have to listen to Michael Owens. You can just listen to us, right? It'd be great. Um, so uh, yeah, just like, share, subscribe, and if you're listening to this in podcast form, do us just a really quick favor. Just a really quick favor. We don't ask a lot of you guys. Um, but that you like and share and subscribe here on YouTube. But also, if you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, if you can, leave us a five-star rating review wherever you're listening to podcasts. That'd be greatly appreciated. Absolutely appreciate it. You know, these little things here, folks, they really go a long way into helping Ray Techers grow as a show. Um, but yeah, um, 
until next time, I am, of course, Tanner, a.k.a. the Texas Gentleman, and right alongside me, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, my friend and yours, Mags. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Y'all take care, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you again next week for episode 40, the Manchester Derby. Bye.